Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Good news, bad news, Rob. Talk to me. Bad news is no to pump to lead off this episode. What? We don't have it to pop on. That's the bad news. Okay. Good news is, for the first time in the history of our podcast, we're staring into each other's eyes. Mm. So brown your eyes are. Well, are they? They are. Hazel. Hazel. Hazel, yeah. Yours are brown, huh? Thank you. And you have a special little guest with us today. I do. Um, I went to Seattle this weekend and picked up Boogie from Julio. Boogie is a, how big? 17, 18 pound Bulldog? I'd say about 18 pound bulldog, English bulldog. We are in the law office of uh, McNeese and Wheeler. They've been nice enough to have us here all day long. All day. A bunch of interviews. A bunch of interviews we knocked out for you. Uh, 57 Media is uh, on board here to help us out too. And the puppy has not made a sound. A couple snores. A couple snores. In the interviews, but the, they can't hear it. There's been a lot of shrieking females who have come through the office to check out the dog. It's understandable. That, that's how it goes. That's how it really works. So a, a ton of interviews. They've been so nice to us all day. Uh, McNeese Wheeler and 57 Media allowing us to knock out four big name interviews. Talk to them. One of which uh, you're going to hear at the end of this podcast. It's one Adam Morrison. Maybe you've heard of him uh, if you're a Zach fan. I, who is that guy? Adam was great with his time. We thought it would be like 25 minutes and ended up being... How long was it? How long, Vinny? Vinny? An 50 minutes. How about that? We have a producer for this one, too. Oh, I know. We were official today. So we're going to be referencing Vinny over here who's on our our far right-hand side. Uh, It is Tuesday. So if you're listening to this on Tuesday, we're recording it today. It's fresh for you. Yep. Big one tomorrow. But before we get into that, Rob... Big game on Saturday. How'd you watch it? Were you you were? You I were, was listening on the radio. So you listened to Adam? I, yeah, I listened to Adam, and then because I was driving out to Seattle, and I was just pulling into Seattle around seven o'clock, so I just got, and and I'm just so proud of our guys. To be honest with you, I couldn't. I, just to go in there, it was like a bombing mission. We went in there. Dropped the troops, kicked ass, and took names. You know what I thought about all day long was the late tip and how you brought up how... Because it was 7 o'clock here, 8 o'clock there. Because oh, Arizona doesn't do daylight savings okay, okay. time, yeah, so it was yeah. an extra hour. And 8 o'clock, I can't imagine how hard that must be for the players. As a fan, Rob, I couldn't responsibly start drinking until like 4 o'clock. Right. Because you can't start at like noon. No. No, and those late games, for sure, they... They throw you off a little bit. Just your whole day the next day is kind of like, oh, man, that game's – you feel it. Yo, oh, oh, and the older I get, I'm feeling it big I'm time. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm definitely – I bet. I bet. So I stayed with uh, the Evans family, and the Hernandez family was there with me. Good old Dirty. And they brought up your name a lot. I'm sure Dirty did. Peter Evans once, one time was screwing with him, saying to the kids, I think, I think Rob's coming. Like you were Santa Claus or something. And they'd be Stop. like, where's Rob coming? I swear. That's my godchildren, man. <laughs> Can't be putting that on them. They're going to be all stressed out. So it was a great time. And, uh, well, I, don't, I can't remember if he alluded this, to this or not, but I had, I had a real fun time Friday night. Uh, the, the pictures that I got from other people, not yeah, you, yeah. um, they it it showed that you had a really good time. We won't get into details. For, I just I'll get into one detail. Okay, get into a detail. Your bare feet were on another man's coffee table. That is a fact. 
Yeah. And I've apologized, and I apologize again to uh, to one Peter Evans. Uh, again, we won't get into details. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I saw Adam for the first time now since I saw him Friday night in Tucson, and he goes, good to see you're okay, man. Give me a little <laughs> pat on the shoulder, like, good to see you're with us. Yeah, oh, yeah, the pictures they didn't look like that. No, but, no, no, Okay, no. on to another story. I was with old friends. Big time win. Hell of a win. In Tucson, man. Hell of a McHale. win. Uh, I'll go over the numbers real quick for you. Kispert, 18. Just a solid night for him. In 34 minutes, our buddy Phil. Yep. Petrusev, Petrusev, depending on who you ask, 60.7 boards. Ayayi keeps coming, playing well. Keeps playing hard, man. He's putting out good energy. Good energy's coming back to him. Big game in Seattle, 15, uh, 15 points on Saturday, seven times. You know who really impressed me, though? Who? Gilder. He came, he came to play that day. He was crazy efficient. Ended up with uh, 13 points and seven boards. We need that from him going on. If we Listen, if we have, if we have Woolridge playing you know, like a true point guard, because yep. he, he's been playing recently not like a score first point guard. He's right. kind of like a utility point guard, which is exactly what we need. And then we have Ayayi and Gilder playing. Sky is the limit. And then, of course, we had Timmy, who looks like – Kind of like an Arizona Border Patrol agent. Oh. Had seven points and three boards. I don't think his body looks like a Border Patrol agent. No, but neck up. Yeah, for sure. Neck up. I'm thinking of a lumberjack when I see him. I mean, I think think if you're a lumberjack, once you've chosen that career path, you've thought about... Making a change that, and going border patrol. You know what? I love that cat. He he. I saw him yesterday working on his game, improving before practice. He was in there early, so I I think he's going to have a great career at Gonzaga. So I don't know if you're a big rankings guy, and I actually meant to bring this up to Adam, but we're we're number two in the country. Does that mean anything to you? It shouldn't because we shouldn't have to focus on. I, I keep bringing this up, and I I hate doing it, but. I don't think we need to worry about the outside noise so much. Does that make sense? Totally. I I just feel that with the outside noise, we can get discomplacent and we can lose where we are. And so we just need to really buckle down and turn turn off the outside. I'm trying to turn off Boogie's outside noise right now. He's snoring like a madman. That's good for radio. It's adorable. Oh, man. But at the same time, I, for them, I really think they need to like just stay focused on their goal, and that's getting better each and every day. I think having a two by our name for a little while, assuming we can keep winning, it's it's good for the fans. It's good for recruiting. It's great for morale. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's great for chemistry. It's all that. But we just can't lose who we are. Yeah, it's December. It doesn't mean anything. That's what I'm saying. And you, you and I both know, and you know from just covering, watching so many Zag games, that when it comes to conference, no one cares about your ranking. No. You no, know, they just care you're Gonzaga, and everyone hates us in this conference. So I think for us, we just need to just buckle down and get better today. One thing I want to talk about, though, is uh, I've, we took their biggest punch early in the game. We were down probably seven, eight minutes by the eight-minute, 12-minute media mark. Yeah. And then we battled back, and then for most of the second half, it was us. Until the last couple of minutes when they made a run. Were you ever concerned there? Well, of course. We all think about the past, you know, and I'm not bringing that up, and I don't want to ever keep bringing it up because the past is the past, but we don't want to see us lose a a huge lead like that. And that – 
give our boys credit. You look at them, and that's some that's fighting adversity at its finest, right there. When a team comes back and gives their best punch, and we still we still are maintaining the lead, we got to give props. Granted, we need to fix these free throws. Oh my God, do we ever? Seventeen of thirty, we were in Tucson. Seven, it, it, we missed thirteen free throws. Eventually, it hasn't happened yet because Michigan, we got blown. Our only loss, we got blown out. We almost lost to Oregon. That would have been an issue. We won. It doesn't matter. But one of these games, if we're shooting just over 50% from the line, it's going to come get us. I just – that's something that they can control as players. And I was actually watching um, a documentary. It's called The Art of Coaching. With Bill Belichick and Nick Saban. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen it? I've seen it. So I was in Coach Few's practice, and he was yelling, do your job. Do your job. Did you, did you hear what when they kept saying That's that? That's their rallying cry, both of them. Yeah. Both of them. And yeah. I was telling Coach Few, I'm like, damn, did you watch that? He's like, nah, but these guys need, and this is something, a part of their job. They need to focus on free throws. Bad. Like this is this is a we need this to be seventy five eighty percent. That's I'm sorry, that's realistic for a ranking of a two team. If we're in the number two team in the nation, we shouldn't be shooting sixty five percent from the line, which is what we are. Right. So we're number two in the rankings according to the AP poll, three hundred and first in right. college basketball from right. the line, and and we don't want that to be our Achilles heel. I will say this, though, and again, take this with a grain of salt because it was Christmas break for Arizona. Yeah. It's hard to tell because every time Gonzaga plays Arizona, it's the same colors. Yeah. But I'm, yeah. Guess, I'm guessing, Rob, 25 30% Zag fans down there. Well, they're all down there because it's warm. Because it's warm. It was 70 degrees. It was perfect. Well, I'll I'll go to my nice summer or winter place in Arizona. Yeah. Mm. But a couple of times there were Zag chants. Really? Which apparently is unheard of in McHale. Unbelievable atmosphere still. But I'm guessing if students were there, you wouldn't defer to Zag Okay, I was going to ask you, before I lose my train of thought, do you think Arizona Wildcat basketball is the biggest thing in the state of Arizona for sports. I do. I like, do, yeah. I, Like, all professional uh-huh. levels. I uh-huh. I think it's the biggest. Yeah. Cardinals, Suns. I mean, maybe the Suns. Suns, at, at They pushed point. it a little bit, yeah, with Nash. When Nash was there, maybe. But now, I, I can't think of a perfect... Diamondbacks, no. Nope. Cardinals, no. Cardinals, no. Well, Arizona State, anything, no. Exactly. No, it, it really is. And it, it's people who are... There's a lot of Zag fans here who never went to Gonzaga, no affiliation with Gonzaga, which right. is fine. It's fine. Right. Down there, obviously, if you went to Arizona, which is a good amount of people, because Arizona's a pretty big school. Yeah. And that's, like you said, that's just the thing they hold on to. Right. Arizona basketball. Right. So it, it's special in that way. Right. And we went down there. I don't want to say kick their ass, but we Why? Won, we won by four. It should have been more than that. Kick ass and take names. The win's <laughs> a win, man. I'll take that. Uh, Arizona shot 38.5% from the field. 38 point, they didn't break 40%. Now, granted, they're, they were feeding their bigs, and their bigs were getting – they seemed pretty efficient, but at the same time, I thought we did a great job taking that punch, and, and it looked – it showed because they shot such a poor, 
percentage. Their big uh, freshman point guard, Nico Mannion, who we weren't sure if he was Irish or Italian or no, what, what his deal he? was. Yeah, he's from Phoenix. We, <laughs> we held him to seven points. That was big time. That's huge. Our guards deed him. Obviously, he was top in the scouting report. They had another freshman, Josh Green, who had 17 points, but most of that was down the stretch. When right. we were, right. It almost felt like I, I we thought, took our foot off the gas. Yeah, bit. and that's where we just, with this ranking of being number two, we can't take our foot off the gas because we got we can't sleep on the teams that are coming in. You know, you already know North Carolina's coming in. Yeah, they've lost the last two games. Last what, maybe four, three? Uh, now that they've lost to freaking Wofford, I think they've lost four of their last five. Right. So yeah. we can't. That is a wounded animal. Yeah, it is. That is a, and that is where you got to be very scared about being near a wounded animal because they can strike. Them losing to Wofford, already having lost three or four, that makes this game worse, a lose-lose situation. Right. If we win, great, but we were supposed to. Right. We're the number two team in the nation. Right. They're without Absolutely. their best player, and they've lost four or five. If we lose, nightmare. Well, not in the sense that we still had some great win, but still, it, it's still... It's lose-lose. I know what you're saying, but it's still losing to North Carolina. That prestige alone, it's not like you're losing to bums. And with them, you know they're going to pick it up in the ACC tournament and sure. the ACC. So I'm not too, I'm not too worried about that. Uh, don't sleep on Eastern either. Eastern's oh, on Saturday? No, Eastern is no joke. Have they been good? Uh, they lost to UW by four. Are you supposed ten? to be saying that because you have a lot of friends who no. listen to this who are Eastern guys? No. no. <laughs> I used to go out to Eastern, but no. I never, never. Tell me about the Cheney party scene. It's a lot darker, ethnically. <laughs> like, 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 I'm being real, you know. If you want a good black party to go to, I'd go out to Cheney. Yeah, and if I well, football to, program helps. Yeah, that. the football. Well, nah, a lot of oh, really? a lot of cats go out to Eastern, and um, if you want a good, you know, black party, I'm going out to Eastern. Cheney, Viv put me on that. Oh, Viv, Vivian, Our good friend Viv Rison. Yeah, she put me on every time she would want to go out to uh, like a a party, see some black exactly people, and hear on. some black music. Yeah, let's go out there and. Yeah. Speaking of, I uh, was going to tell you this, but I guess now is a good time to tell you, as any that were on the podcast, uh, Sean Evans and I, yeah, victory 40s of OE on Saturday night after the game. Shut up. Dirty had already gone to bed. Otherwise, he would have had one. A 40? We had two 40s. And guess what? Old they were English? OE. And they were plastic, bro. No, How that's where they that? lost me. OE, I'm going to do a public service announcement because I used to be a huge advocate for Old English, and I still am. I was going to say, we I, I No, nothing's changed. I really love Old English. Now, I don't know why, but it, it they need to – I know they're trying to be environmentally safe, I guess. I don't know. Is that what it is? is it the plastic? I don't know if that was an Arizona thing, but probably not. No, they're Arizona. here. Oh, they're plastic here too. Yeah, and they're like the lit, like this, the hole at the big, like when you're drinking yeah. is huge. It is. I know that. I noticed that. I don't want that. I want to feel like I'm sipping a glass forty. Here's my thought process. Maybe it's because those forties are an absolute weapon when they're glass. You could. Well, that's what someone. I'm saying. It yeah. might be environmental. A couple of, a couple of those. With the glass break. Yeah. Someone could cut their feet. Yeah. Or I get even that. not even with a club. 
kill that, someone. That. I feel like with a big plastic bottle, though, full of malt liquor, and I smash that across someone's face, they're going to feel a lot more pain than <laughs> empty glass that cracks over it, right? Absolutely. You know, so Old English, hey, we would love you to be our sponsors, and uh, we could be like the Billy, Day, uh, Billy D. Williams of yeah, Colt 45. Fire so. it up. Do you want to, anything... How? What's the poop situation with the new dog at home? He's actually had one poop in the house. One poop in the house. Yeah. Is that your training, or you just that is my training? Well, he's pick. really easy. You know, Boogie. This that's his name, Boogie. Yeah. Um, we were trying to figure that out, but he um, he just sleeps all the time. So when he does wake up, it's you gotta expect him to go poop. I'm going to do a live instance of this as the pod's going. There he is. Boogie. Say what's up, Boogie. There he is. Say something. We're recording. Hey, hey Boogie. Oh, he was snoring recently, so you, they'll probably hear him. That's good for the pod. Yep. Uh, yeah, good watching up. experience for you, though? Absolutely. Yep. I, I was able to watch the last end of it, and I'm just proud of our guys, how they like really stuck in and fought those guys off when they were coming back. That showed a lot. We both listed Arizona as uh, two of our top rivals before last night, it was three to six their favor. Mm. Now it's four to six. That's a real rivalry thing. It was we won three straight against Arizona. Moving on up. I listen. That's a sign of a program on its way up. And I don't know if Arizona's plateauing or whatnot, but I think I they need. I think we're just getting better. We're let's let's leave it at that. With let's age, we're getting better, man. Let's keep it positive. Well, Boogie sleeps a lot, Rob. What do you say we talk about sleep? Ooh, talk to me. Let's talk about sleep. Yeah. Listen to these studies from Harvard and Johns Hopkins. Oh, Johns Hopkins. Does he still smoke weed with Will Ferrell? I think Johnny Hopkins and Sloan Kederick are still smoking weed. Oh, man. Chronic sleep deprivation has been shown. Chronic sleep deprivation. Chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. We need eight hours of sleep, people. How much do you get? I probably get seven. Six. That's actually a good amount of sleep for a dad. Well, right? I, I, I have to get up at five to get my time. So you are in bed at what time? I'm, I try to be in bed by 10, 10 o'clock, 10.30. I'm trying to be asleep. How long does it take you to get to sleep once you're in bed? Oh, once I hit the head on that, I'm 15 minutes. Really good for you. Oh. Rob, you can attest to this. One of sleep's biggest problems, temperature. <sighs> Tough to get good sleep if you're too hot. That's why, Rob, I want to tell you about Pod by 8 Sleep. Talk to me. It's the Pod by 8 Sleep. The Pod by 8 Sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. Mm. Fitness is such a buzzword Yeah. It, when you talk about sleep because it's healthy. So is it? am I going to improve? That's what I'm asking. You're going to improve as a human. You're going to improve as a podcaster. You're going to improve as a, a father. Wow. But you're already perfect on all three of those. So. Oh. Shucks. It was developed by leading sleep researchers over uh, tracking over 43 million hours of sleep. That's a lot of hours of sleep that they're tracking. It's a crazy comfortable bed. Sleep longer and deeper so you wake up refreshed and are ready to take on the world. How about this, Rob? Who's recording it if someone's sleeping? Some creepo. Maybe I should get into that. <laughs> oh, my God. That sounds like... Let's list. Well, let's, you listen to little kids <laughs> while they're in the, you're in the stall. We'll go back to that later, but go ahead. Rob, I know what you're thinking. Buying a new bed, buying a new mattress is a big investment. Correct. Right? It's a lot of money. Maybe you have buyer's remorse. You want to return it. Mm. How about you try the pod for free 
for a hundred nights. Where do I where do I sign up? If you don't like it, you send it right back. What? Tell me where the bad deal is. It's also one of those deals of your significant other doesn't like the same temperature you do. That's most most nights. <laughs> you most could nights. Uh, you could adjust the pod, like so. Like, is it? It's a bubble. What's a pod? It's something pod. like that. Yeah. It's something like that. They yeah. haven't sent us one. We're, we'd like one, please. We definitely would like one. For a limited time, get $150 off your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com slash pro. E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash pro. 8sleep.com slash pro. And again, the people at McNeese Wheeler and 57 Media, above and beyond taking oh. care of us today. And we're not just saying that because they, two people are here staring at us recording this podcast. And we had pizza. We had pizza. Rocky Rococo. Rocky Rococo. We had a bunch of cool guests come in. They treated them like royalty all the way through. What do we have? I'm so excited. I'm going to read another ad. How's that sound? This oh, one's by my book. Slow down now. It's an exciting time for sports. Sophomore sensation Lamar Jackson is redefining what it means to be a dual threat quarterback. Odds on Jackson to win the MVP race was at 50-1 to to begin the season and have obviously plummeted since, making my bookie's prop selection the most attractive selection ever. We touched on this last time. You're not a big sports betting guy. Nope, never did. I've never had – I can't. I've never been able to. Even when you were like a kid, like before – I guess you didn't – like we don't have any money when you're kids. No, maybe a lollipop. (laughs) You a lollipop. I'll bet you my lollipop. So uh, if you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to 1000 bucks, Rob. That means, ready for this? Money, 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 money. If you deposit $2,000, they will give you an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. Wait, there's such thing as free money? There's, uh, there, yeah, it's called mybookie.com. Oh, wow. And I'll tell you this, little side note. Uh, if you're a betting man out there, not that I'm one. I never seen you. The Zags have been dominating the spread as of late. And I'm not other. touching this one. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. I heard this from a guy. Yeah. All you have to do is use your promo code, or I should say our promo code, BLV, capital BLV, to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. All right. The first guest we're having on, Rob. Talk to me. Who is it? Adam Morrison. The Adam Morrison. Adam Morrison's one of those. He's one of those guys where he he never you'd never have him tell you this, and he actually listed his top five zags for us. And he would never throw himself. He was he was he's obviously one of the top five zags, and he knows it. He knows right. He knows it, but a God bless him. He gave us his top top five, and 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 it was it was really cool to see. There's someone I don't think people are expecting. Yeah, he he's obviously one of uh, Gonzaga's Gonzaga Spokane's biggest celebrities, and he walks around. He's like you. He's what? He's what? Six nine, six ten. You're six, seven foot. Six six nine, six eight. Six, but nine. he's still one of those people around town that you go, oh, there's Adam Morrison. One hundred. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, one of the coolest guys. We're thrilled to call him our friend, and he he gave us our time. And he was great. We appreciate him. Thanks, Adam. Oh. Before we get into Adam, special thanks to everyone who I saw at General Ben's before the Arizona game and literally took their phones, liked the podcast, subscribed to the podcast, and rated the podcast. And that also goes 
I got to do a little shout Please. out to Sonny, Sonny Flora. He wanted to, uh, he's doing my teeth on Friday. Oh, dentist guy. Uh, yeah, dentist guy. So I wanted to give a little shout out to him. He's uh, doing a little, it's on South Hill. It's Inland Northwest Dental Group. I have had my teeth done there. No, on you the haven't. South Hill, right on Perry. I I'm not too sure exactly. He's gonna. It's on South. He's gonna. He's gonna see me. He's gonna give me the address. But I will definitely. I think so. I think. Yeah. I get, so get my teeth go there. check out my man Sunny Flora at Inland Northwest Dental Group. And again, thank you to uh, Fifty Seven Media and McNeese Wheeler. It's because of them. Over the next few weeks, we have very fun interviews for you. Bingo. All right, we're here with uh, the great. Well, what you might have heard of him. He uh, came to the program from a little town called Spokane, Washington. Made a little bit of a name for himself. Adam Morrison, two thousand five Player of the Year. I was uh, two thousand six uh, multiple players of the year. I was in the Wooden Award though. You weren't. Who won the Wooden Award? JJ. 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 Did, yeah. And you and JJ are still cool. Yeah, I went on his podcast, uh, talked to him here and there. Uh, he's a good dude. Yeah. Didn't he grow up on a, like a farm? Like some kind of... I have no... I, I know no he grew idea. up some kind of like a different... Like a, grew up on like a type of farm where he had to like grow his own vegetables and live off the land type thing. I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking out my ass. I have no idea. JJ, <laughs> who knows? But Adam, thank you for being here, man. We really appreciate it. I've uh, been looking forward to this opportunity. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure gonna, it's been on your calendar for weeks it has. now. Yeah. <laughs> well, people need to know the real inside of Adam. They, I, I like to tell people, like, Adam could bust people's ass, like, today. If you really wanted to play, you could drop 25. I remember we played in the summer league, and you were averaging. You were the leading scorer that summer league. That year when you were with the Clippers, and I tell people all the time, Adam's one of the best scorers I've ever seen till to this day. Appreciate it. And uh, no, but people really need to know the true Adam. He's not this guy who lives in a bunker or some bullshit like that. <laughs> no, he this guy this guy likes some crazy. He has some badass cars. He did have some bad. I know you sold a couple. But you have some badass cars, and he listens to some badass music. <laughs> Can we address that off the bat? Because I know you went on PMT to mm-hmm. kind of clear your name after. Yeah. But how did that get lost in translation, that you had the, the doomsday bunker? Uh, I owned 80 acres uh, up north for a while. and um, You have toys. You I have, have toys. toys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have toys that are guns, and you want to shoot. <laughs> yeah, and I wanted to shoot, so um, I used to take XGU players, you know, when they were done, yeah. go shooting with me. So I think how it got misconstrued is, um, you know, that I had, you know, a bunch of weird stuff, which is not true, I guess. But, uh, yeah, so it was kind of hearsay. But the problem was for me is the way – the culture is now in the states you get labeled a certain uh on a certain side of an ideology you can be um held that that can be held against you so that's what made me so upset about it i shoot guns it's a subculture in washington uh most people do um it's a right that we have you can take it how you want but it's like it's, it's like go, it's like going fishing or it's, it's like going golfing for yeah. some guys um so that's where it kind of came out and then also uh you know, like I keep my stuff in a storage deal in my house. So if that's a bunker, I'd 
the legal way to do it. <laughs> right. So it's like, it's not underground, but I have like a safe and what you're supposed to do. Um, so, but that was obviously in the past, um, you know, and it was just misconstrued. And I always thank the Barstool guys for being real and like getting me on and, and being cool about it. And for sure. Can help me out in that way? For sure. You've been back with the program on the media side of things now for, this is your third, third season. Year? Yeah. Yep. And I got to tell you, because Santangelo did it for a million years. Mm-hmm. And then so you get on opposite Tom Hudson. I'm, I'm always thinking, like, I wonder how Adam's going to do. Like, let's see how this goes. And from day one, and I've, no bullshit, you have been incredible. Thank you. Now, Appreciate what kind of that. feedback have you gotten? Because I can't have been uh, the only person to tell you. Yeah, I, I, I'm very thankful. I get a lot of people that uh, share similar sentiments that you, uh, that you do. Um, it's hard though, because when it's your friends and you're a friend as well, it's hard to be like, well, I must be doing something right, because everybody's gonna be nice. Mm-hmm. So I'm always trying to kind of ask people what I do, how to pr- improve, improve, and you know, because I know I say yeah every time that I go into a take, you know, little things like that that you don't notice. Um, but I enjoy it; it's a lot of fun, and. Um, I just try to give my perspective on what's going on on the floor. That's all I really try to do. And I try to be as unbiased as possible. Sounds cliche, but people don't want to hear, you know, guy travels for Gonzaga and say that's a bad call. No, he traveled or he fouled. Or I like this situation that Coach Few's doing. Then I try to give insight to what uh, the player's mindset would be and also what a coach's mindset would be. So I enjoy it. It's fun. What's life on the road like? As a media guy. I mean, Huddy and I got the best job. I mean, we show up uh, usually before the team gets there, so that usually involves beers and lunch, you know, on like a random Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And then we just have the game the next day, and uh, all the only commitment I have is team meal um, just so I can go over the scout, and I don't even have to go to that if I don't want to, and then show up to the games. I remember a couple of years ago in Portland – you guys were stuck, radio guys were stuck in some awful place. Yeah, we were at the old, the Moda Center, it was the old center, and they put us like mid-level in a corner where like you were... You couldn't see the game. Yeah, your view was obstructed, and poor Huddy's been doing it for years, his eyes are not as good, and he'll admit that, and so like he's literally like doing the George Costanza squint, remember that episode? (laughs) And um, so we're just struggling, it's my first year, and... So that that was interesting, and I was like, I don't understand why they put us up this high, but uh, you know, it, it was a good experience. We had fun, and it was, you know, like I said, it was my first year, so kind of got the bad stuff out of the way, I guess. Yeah. Now that said, we live or we live, we work, we work, we play in a conference that uh, has some great cities mm-hmm. and then some not so great venues. Yeah. yeah. What's the worst place to call a game? WCC? Uh, the worst atmosphere. <sighs> would be probably just Pacific and <laughs> Pacific just the worst all the way around oh, the bad city. Yeah. It's, it's, it, well, look, <laughs> it's a bankrupt city. It, yeah. It's a city that's struggling. Obviously you can tell that, but the, the people there are very proud. And so I uh, <laughs> tread lightly what, how I'm going to define like, mm-hmm. but we went to a, um, in and out burger after a game before we drove to Walnut Creek. And it was actually the SWX guys got robbed in, uh, in and out. Like their car got robbed what? of all their camera equipment. I didn't stuck. know that. And it was like, 
you know, I'm not trying to blast their business, but it was like, it was 10 PM and it was (laughs) packed. It was well lit. And they literally broke their window down, stole a camera within like two minutes. Like Jordan Caskey? Uh, it was it was Chauncey and those guys because oh it was the God. year that they had to cover the game because nobody covered it. So okay. they went down and covered it. And so that gives you a little insight of kind of, you know, when you check in the hotel and they tell you to stay in your room, you know, it's a little bit rougher area. But, uh, <laughs> not just the, that, it's the atmosphere there is not great. But, uh, you know, that's an issue that's good, making its way to here, talking about atmosphere. So. I always want to be nice to other teams too because ours is, uh, you know, it's got a little bit stale, a little bit. Oh, should we go down that road now? You we'll guys just, can come on. That's fine because it's not. A, talk, it's not a bad. It's not right. 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 It's right. Not like a secret. It's like a yeah. It's a statement of fact. Yeah. Alex Hernandez was talking to me about how disappointed he was the last couple of games that yeah the students. It's in session. Mm-hmm. And albeit we're playing a lower tier team, but that shouldn't matter. There mm-hmm. should be. That. There's some. Yeah. There's. You have to reconnect with the kids. I think you have to figure out a way. Well, they're needed. They're absolutely needed, but this generation is is different. And you said that all the time when it's we talk. Different. So you can't be a get off my lawn person, mm-hmm. right? You have to figure out what these kids like to do, how you get them pumped up before a game. If that means bringing in a DJ, whatever. But you got to figure out ways for them to be more engaged. And this is not a knock in the university, but sometimes you have to, if you have a good brand, you have to recycle it, right? Right. right. Um, and also, like, if you're a student, why would you want to wait in line? In the cold. In the cold. I understand that. It, to no, see, no, to see a game, that, you're going to win by 40. To I'm saying, figure yeah. out a way to, to make a line system via your phone. Okay, so then you all have digitally have to get in a line per se, but you can show up. And not have to worry about doing it two hours to maybe get a right. ticket to a game that it doesn't really. Matter. So there's a lot of things that I think that will get addressed. Our guys are good, but I mean, we saw that last game. It was one third of the third. There was that 97, and that's 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 not that's got to be alarming to you know people around this area. Well, it, it, it's you it's know? frustrating because, like you said. It, it's such a need for them because it makes our home court advantage. Absolutely, yeah. No, yeah, it's part of recruiting. It, it has a lot of it, things. One hundred. If you if you're as a recruit, you know this. If you go in and you're looking and you're like, "Where's the students? Exactly. Where's that atmosphere? Mm-hmm. It, it really does change the whole. And I don't think the students realize how much. Well, see, I think they they impact like they, absolutely. You're you know student bodies impact you know games, but also. I, I always keep hearing, well, why aren't the students showing up? Well, we got to give them a reason to show up. Right. And the product on the floor is obviously better than it was years before. Right. right. And, but, you know, you get complacent when you win a lot. That, that's human nature. But yeah. also, look, when they come to games, you got to get them excited. You got to get them pumped up. It's, right. The kids are different nowadays. They, I don't know. Short attention spans, it's nothing against them, but they, you got to entertain people. You always said that when you were coaching uh, at Mead. Yeah. You said it, it was different. The kids are different coaching now. Yeah, they're just, they just are. It's just how they were kind of raised. Uh, you said, like, because well, I like remember. The, it, the, it started like 20 years ago when everybody's special, and that's not a bad thing, but they. Self-esteem was a right. bigger issue, right. and which is fine. Right. But also, you have to teeter that balance with, I think, today's generation of how 
you talk to them. And it doesn't mean they're soft or they're dumb. It's just they were brought up that way. Right. And we're it's all, even the school systems. That's how they everyone's winners. Exactly. And yeah. I, I, exactly. And I, and that, not, <laughs> and I'm, I hate being the guy that's like, Oh, that's soft. Cause it's not really soft. It's what they were been taught. Right. And they so don't know any better. they don't really know any better per se, not saying they're dumb. It's just, you know, and so you have to entertain kids nowadays or they don't come. It's just, well, there's just so many more distractions now. Absolutely. There's so many more things to do. Um, as far as, you know, just going to a game. Or, right? yeah, or just playing. Yeah, like, that's you, true. Cats aren't playing as much because they'd rather be in video games. Or, yeah, absolutely. Or, or on their phones. Yeah, exactly. With, with, you know, like you were talking about earlier, coaching, it's just, um, you know, we lived in the gyms. That's the only thing we could had yeah, to really nothing do. Else to, you're there like, was nothing else to do. I wanted right. to get out of the house. Now it's like Xbox Live. Obviously, the social media stuff, you're always interacting with somebody else. So right. It's it, definitely interesting. It is, it's crazy. Speaking of, uh, it was well documented when you were in school. You were a big Halo guy. I was. Do you still get on the sticks? Uh, not Halo, but I, I'll play BF1. Uh, a little bit Call of Duty now. Ask him um, who won the last FIFA. FIFA. Ask him who won the last he, FIFA. I'm guessing Rob Beach and FIFA. He, yeah, he beat me in one game. <laughs> Which, so... Since we're in a law office, how about you tell the truth and how many games have I won? <laughs> He's whooped my ass in a lot of games. We don't need to discuss numbers. We're, you're not under oath, no, but we are but, in the office of McNeese and Wheeler. An, uh, he, man, he plays with this Chelsea team. It's both. It's both. You're just not very good at all. Oh, my God. Wow, how would you rank how good you are? What games you're the best at? Is it FIFA? FIFA probably down? would be the best. I've been playing it since... To probably what was the when was the last the 06 World Cup game so I've been you know 10 plus years uh, and then it just varies from shooter to shooter I don't play much as anymore um, you know I've kids, I get kids, you, kids you can't have it used time. to be like you could play from 5 to midnight now it's like get the kids to bed and you get an hour's with you know if like, if, if that, that and then you're just like okay it's time to go to bed how old's your oldest 11 so you're not probably far away until you welcome them into the video game world, right? Are you? Uh, she plays um, like the Fortnite and stuff a little bit. She likes, you know, FIFA as well. But I don't, I don't have a need. I don't want to be the person that introduces them to fake violence. I'll let the society do that for me. But then when she possible. does that, once when she is exposed, then you've got no a bond I, with your daughter. You know, you and actually, play. it's one of those. Do as I say, not as I do, because it's a bad habit. So oh, so you try not to do it around him? Well, and I, I would be like, don't don't waste your time. It's a waste of time. As you spend yeah, I mean, nine It's like watching bad TV shows or whatever. It's yeah. just a device, waste of time. So, yeah. yeah, I would tell my kids that, um, be a hypocrite, and tell them, don't play video games. I, I, I'm on my kids' ass, Q's ass all yeah. the time. Yeah. I'm like, dude. You're just wasting your time. I'm but, like, yeah, dude. No. <laughs> but, I, but at the same time, you know, as a parent, you're like, Man, I just need that break. Yeah, a little bit. Like, go downstairs, go play on your video games just for an hour. Just for an hour, yeah. Break. Give me a little bit of <laughs> nothing break. wrong with that. No, Absolutely. but at the same time, you're like, dude, you've been down there all damn day. Yeah. Like, go outside, go do something. It's crazy. Adam, you mentioned uh, you tossed out the idea of getting a DJ in McCarthy. To yes. Keep the kids fired up. First time I had heard that idea. Not a bad idea. Yeah. But Rob was telling me a little bit about you. And your music choice. Mm -hmm. Did I hear Motown? Uh, yeah, I yeah, kind of. I guess my music taste would be considered more feminine. 
No. No, no. Yes. It's not feminine. It's, it just, it's, I would just say you have like a, it's more eclectic. Yeah. Than what you give as you, like what you look at. For a white white person? Yeah, for a white boy from Spokane. If I saw you, I would see you. I would not expect you to be listening to the music you listen, and it's not like hardcore rap either. Before you get into it, just judging you on as a as a book, I would guess. I would honestly guess rock, like maybe a little classic rock, bordering on heavy metal. Yeah, how far off am I? I've I've had that taste (laughs) once in my life when my you know my mindset was different. Uh I mean that's real, and music's yeah. kind of your your, your, vib- where you your are. vibration. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so you're not wrong. I but I just uh, you know like I said I I like uh, you know your classics. Billy Ocean. I like Billy Ocean. I like <laughs> Madonna. I like Janet Jackson. I like Aretha Franklin. I like all that stuff. Yes, yeah. you didn't know that. Wait a minute! Yes. I'm so glad I'm just my parents. This out now. My dad listened to funk a lot, so I listened to that too. And Aretha like, Franklin. Her uh, her pop years are great. They're really good. And I got two daughters, so when I'm on the boat, I'm not going to be listening to heavy metal, okay? And then I'm not going to expose them to the filth that uh, is awaiting them in society. <laughs> like what? Like rap? I, I listen to a lot of rap, but yeah. they're too young. Yeah, and right. I'm not, you know, they're going to eventually listen to it, and I, I won't bat an eye. But I'll, just, you get what I'm saying? I'm picturing the Moors and Van. No, he's got like he's got like this like he's got uh, just good vibe music. I don't know how to describe it. It's just you just got to get on the boat, Jack. Yeah, yeah. I guess you got you got a backhanded invite. Way to invite yourself to my. Right. Uh, you hear that? I got invited it. on that boat. Like, it's like old, like if it's old rap, it'd be like if it's rap, you'd hear like some. Like L.A. rap, I would say. Yeah, like that's what West Coast and yeah, stuff. Some yeah, West Coast stuff. I like everything except country. I was just gonna say, where do you stand on country? I, I you know, it. I hate it. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, if you throw in Garth Brooks, Alan Jackson, stuff like that, like I, I'm not gonna be objection to it. Yeah. But like the new stuff is just not for me. So just can't do it. Any do, of that poppy stuff? No, I can't stand it. No. What about a Jody Messina? Don't even know what that she is. She did the like. Heads Carolina, tails California, somewhere here, somewhere. Okay, I just—it's not for me, you know. And I, but I'm not one of those people. Like, if I'm at a place and they're playing it, or like it's part of a group, and so anyone's listen to it, absolutely. You know what I mean? But not when I got control of the ox. Nope. We went roundabout, but I do want to know uh, your favorite student section to call a game at. Oh, current W's uh, BYU. BYU actually is really good, and um, you know this may sound funny, but the BYU student section, you know, most of the time is probably sober, and for so too. And this, I'm not, I'm not comparing ours to theirs in that sense. I'm no, it's saying fair. That if you just get kids excited, you don't have to worry about all the ancillary stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, so theirs is fantastic, um, you know, but also we're seeing it when we're there. Okay, so then you—that's a little bit of a discount. Um, Santa Clara gets pretty good. Santa the Clara when you're there, yeah. Santa but, Clara is pretty. But good. again, they're only there when we're there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so San Fran was all right because it just—but that atmosphere was so small when yeah. Rex was there. 
and they've got construction going on at USF, so it's yeah, they're weird expanding USF. Yeah, yeah. Now, Good how for them. you live are probably what two minutes from there too. My current I spot want is, to know where yes. the hell where the hell do you because every time I bring up a building, it's like oh I'm five minutes from there and I'm ten minutes. Oh from. well, I live probably four blocks from USF's campus. And then you work in hate. And then I work in Pooptown, USA. Pooptown. You know where Pooptown, USA no. is? I work so, in so, so where he you works there's yeah. a there's an app on your phone. Oh, you, where they te- where they where it you shows see- you where people are taking a shit. Yeah. Wow. And, and who knew you could have monetized? <laughs> Why couldn't I have thought of that? All right. It almost right. Well, like yeah. somebody else takes a shit, I get paid. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so ching. Yeah. He he works there, and as soon as he walks out, did you? They had a meeting, right? Yeah, San Francisco uh, had a press conference where they announced the poop poop patrol in the city. <laughs> So it's probably like I don't know 30 40 state paid or city paid employees who are literally going around with big pooper scoopers. Poop patrol. And it's in Soma where I work. That's South America. That's San Francisco for you. That's Which crazy, is right by and I, but I was t- I mean obviously there's great parts of San Francisco. <laughs> there's great parts of San Francisco. The new Chase Center is right down the street from where I work and that's Oh my god. To use word You're not it's, selling it, man. That area is super gentrified. San Francisco is a beautiful city, but I do not need to be there. I, I, it's a cool city to visit for a day or two. And I, and I have to admit, it's fun to be there, but I'm good. It's funny, too, because people are always like, how can you tell the difference between dog poo and human poo? I'm like, <laughs> you, can, you can tell the difference. Size and texture? Size and texture, it yeah. It's like a Snickers bar. Dog poo, <laughs> dog poo for the most part, it's always the same consistency. <laughs> human beings, we're all over the map. You know what I mean? Oh, he had curry. Poop. <laughs> yeah, right. Control. So as a citizen, what do, you, what do you think that you should do about that problem? As a citizen, we're so... Down the toilet, no pun intended, already. I don't know how we fix it. Because they do have the uh, restrooms that you wheel around and people are allowed to go in that. But of course, that, what? Kind of, that yeah, I swear to, it's like a big trailer. That's actually a good idea. It's a trailer with sense. restrooms. But then it's only a matter of time before that gets abused. So, yeah. It's... For a number of things. I did, we didn't bring up Poop Patrol with uh, Mayor Woodward. I don't Wonder think what... that's her biggest concern in this town. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of homeless people, but... How long is the mayor's term in Spokane? Is it four? I six? think it's four. Is it she four? said four, I believe. I think it's four. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, I don't... I'm good on going to San Fran. What would be your favorite city playing if you had, like, out of all the cities in... Not college, but NBA? Uh, Miami's the best. Miami? Yeah, it's just the most beautiful. It's different. Um, Toronto? Toronto's up there too. <laughs> Toronto <laughs> is definitely a different animal. Yeah. People, don't, I was so it's, surprised when yeah. Kawhi left. I really thought he. I get LA. I get it. If you're from there, yeah. I get that. But if you're king of Toronto, I don't. You're having a good time. You're, yeah, yeah. I don't see why you'd want to leave. I'm waiting for you guys to expand here a little bit. Toronto's just such a multicultural city, yeah. and it's diverse, and there's so much to do throughout. It's it's, it's a very cl- fashion city too. It's a you yeah, know, it's like bourgeois. Yeah. And you just it's nice, man. It's a it's a clean. Nice. It's a Canadian version of New York. Yep. Oh, okay. It's what it, exactly what it is. It's, it's a Canadian. Beautiful people, uh-huh. but high end. You know, you'll probably spend five hundred dollars just walking outside. You know, just doing a normal day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's it's cool. No, it's that. I, Chicago's nice. Yeah, I wasn't there much. 
Honestly, or just never went out there. Chicago's a cool one. Jack, which cities you been? What's your favorite? My favorite city? I like Vancouver, BC a lot, to be Ooh, honest with you. Good I'm a big call. I'm a big Vancouver guy. I'm not Vancouver just saying that for No, Kansas Vancouver State. is a gem. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, people don't realize how great of a city that is. And right. it's like hidden. It was just in Tucson, but then I spent yesterday and Sunday in Scottsdale. Every time I'm in Scottsdale, I love that place. I'm yeah. sure you do. It's spread out, but the people are just... Gorgeous. Yeah. Not, yeah. not to sound no, terrible, but they're, no. everyone's just gorgeous and it's sunny every single day. It, it, do you think it's just uh, it, because everyone is looking at each other, it, that's what brings more pretty people down I, that I way? Don't, I, that's gotta, it's, it's the sunshine, man. It's got to be. Yeah. Yeah, 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 no, I'm, yeah. And it's cheap. It's way cheaper. Way. Yeah, in a good way. It's, awesome. it's way cheaper than way cheaper than L.A. That's what I... I don't miss that at all. I don't miss California taxes. I don't know how you do it. Now you guys were around uh, Kobe for two different parts of his career. Do you yeah. ever do you ever compare Kobe stories? Uh, we have, I guess. Um, you know, I was lucky. I saw him before when they were struggling. Like we had a game in Charlotte. He had fifty eight on us when I was with the Bobcats. My rookie. Yeah. Was Kwame. It was that that Kwame, Kwame Ron, Roni yeah. was on that team. Like they were decent, but yeah. th- that's when he was just like he would pass and you know that's forty straight. Like he, mm-hmm. so he was hard on teammates, and mm-hmm. I saw. <laughs> and you were just, oh, so you're like, well, what am so I getting like, myself into? <laughs> no, when they started winning. Yeah. Um, but. I saw him hard ass on some teammates, but he wanted to win. And then once we started winning, so he was always yeah, was tame cool. when I was there. He was cool. He was. We were winning, you know. <laughs> so he, he was. He was. Yeah. He's. He's just. I tell people he's whatever you think he is, um, and on the sense of he's a human. You know, he has different days. There's days where he's a you know happy to be in the gym, and and, I, and there's days where he's just like I'm going to make everyone else better. And I don't care what it takes. All Kobe really cares about, obviously, is winning. But if you just he wants guys that compete, and that that means either on the floor or in practice or like in life, that mindset. If you have that, he's cool with you. No, oh, if you don't, if he thinks you're a pussy in any way, like whether you're, and he'll test you right away. He'll test you, then he he'll fuck you. Lost him, and you'll never get him back. Well, he'll just kind of fuck with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like. That's all. That's all he really is. It's his mindset of win. But and how can I get the best out of exactly? Get the how best can out I of can get else. the best? And so he will talk to certain people certain ways. Um, his whole thing was, "Hey, we're we don't have to be best friends to win the championship." Mm-hmm. So uh, when with that mindset, let's just let's do our jobs, and then after we win the chip. Then we can talk ten years later and be the best friends and talk mm-hmm. about all the memories mm-hmm. and stuff we did and all that time. But right now, let's just do what we need to do to get the job done. You know? Did you have much relationship with Jordan when you were in Charlotte? No, he just bought the team, or he was in the process. He wasn't even the owner yet when I was there. He was around us a few times. Um, he, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He just is his whole like I've been obviously around stars and famous people yeah. to a certain degree, yeah. you know, and his aura is totally different than anybody you've ever been next around. level. It's yeah, it's like God walking into a room and like he just has this presence 
like anywhere he goes, obviously, everybody knows it. But when you experience it yourself, even when he's around like other NBA, yeah, well, he's million, right. other millionaires and shit. Yeah, you're still like fuck. That's, that's the, the the fucking dude right there. <laughs> yeah, it's Michael Jordan, man. You tell me to go park his car and I'll I'll fucking do it right there, <laughs> right? Whatever. And so um, that was pretty cool, um, but. Yeah, he was kind of on the outside more. Who was on that Charlotte team? Tyrus Thomas was on there. Did you? No, Tyrus was after me. Because um, you you were all rookie that year, right? I was yes, I was second team all rookie team. Um, and then so we had Raymond Felton. Is he? I think he's yeah, he's, for that Oklahoma one City. blows my mind. I God bless him. Yeah. I, for an unathletic point guard, I'll call it what it is. He's an unathletic point guard. He has been able to like la- stand it out, yeah. Absolutely. Especially out of that North Carolina team. Yeah. If you look at all that, um, Sean May was in that roster. Uh, there were Sean McCants. Sean McCants was the top player to come out of there. It was, uh, but uh, Marvin Williams. Marvin Williams was. The he's the last. I think he's still in. I think, yeah, I think he might still playing in Charlotte. Yeah. I think he's still playing. So Raymond Felton. We had Sean May. Mecca Okafor was uh, obviously really good. Um, great defender, too. Um, and then we just had uh, – it was mostly um, – Gerald Walsh was – he was starting to come into, like, his prime. His own. Yeah, his prime right then. He's, but we were we were expansion team the two years before, so oh, it was all kind of gotcha. guys that were thrown together, right. I say. So there was some weird – you know, you yeah, go from Gonzaga, and then it's you go like, uh, to the, that dynamic uh, Vegas thing. team. It's like that Vegas team, kind of uh, the hockey, hockey yeah. Vegas. Team. Yeah, yeah, yeah expansion. That, yeah, yeah. yeah just, they just put a bunch of guys, put in. guys together, and then um, so it was different dynamics. And then you know, go from that to LA was different as well because you see, you know, you know, obviously an A one premier brand in the on the planet to you know a starting expansion to now, make the difference of like just the everyday operations is like mind blowing. You know, well, right and, and you know this best because you've been on, and I wish I was on a winning team, but you, what's the difference between like a winning franchise and a lo- like losing? Just like the, the, the attitude. Because yeah. you know, it, it, when you're on a losing it, team, it, it is. It, it turns quick in the pros because, <laughs> like, you know, if you start losing and, you know, some guys are, are established, but if you're not like established, and I'm talking maybe second or third contract, you automatically start thinking of like, how can I outplay my teammate instead of how can we win? And it's no, just it's natural. A, it's it's a cut, <laughs> it's a it's a doggy type play, and then it turns bad, and it, it can go so quickly. You know, that's I think the hardest thing for coaches at that level is more managing than X's and O's. It's how you can get everybody to right. have the same goal, right? Um, so you get to where it's funny where you're, you know, if you have a good game and you lost. If the other guy had a bad game, you're like, well, it's going to look better for me. And it, it's such a toxic, bad it, way to play sports in that. any way. It's it, it terrible. Guys aren't it's awful. Guys, guys don't help each other out. Mm-mm. You know, it's fake hustle. And Last and, five minutes. Let's say there's the last yeah. five minutes of a game and it's a blowout. I'm not saying every team is like this, but and every guy is like this, but – Guys are like, all right, I gotta get, <laughs> I gotta get mine. Like it's uh, because, especially with the stats, how your stats work. Do you like a per forty eight? Yeah, like yeah. Okay, if I'm getting in minus. with five minutes, 
I better get three rebounds. Yeah, I better right. get yeah. six points and within these three rebounds. Otherwise, it's not going to look good for me yeah. in the long run. And then, then it becomes a real jack fest. You watch the game. If you ever watch a blowout NBA game, watch the end of it. You'll see guys just. Especially with a bad team on the other end. Oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Teams are just pulling. Guys are just yeah. pulling. And, and, and as they should because it's a it's really like cutthroat in that part at the end of the bench type deal. And people don't realize that, I don't think. Before we get into uh, your starting five all-time Zags, best NBA teammate. Oh, that's a really good one. Um, Favorite NBA team. Not necessarily the best. Uh, I would guess that's Kobe, your best teammate. Uh, no. Okay. I, he was a good teammate, but, uh, you know, I was closer with other guys. No, uh, I mean, like, the best guy you played with. Oh, the best. Kobe. Well, yeah. yeah, the best. He's the hardest worker I've ever played with. Okay. And um, he is a student of the game, and he's self-made. And I've told people that before, and they kind of look at you funny, but it's like, like. What that means? Yeah, like, look at that, like, Drew Brees the other night, mm-hmm. right? He's self-made, so like I like him more than maybe a guy that's more talented. Not a, doesn't mean the guy took shortcuts, but he just doesn't have all the God give. Kobe's the same way. Kobe made himself that type of player. Usually, some of those guys and Rob, you can attest to this that mm-hmm. there's guys in the league that literally don't know what's going on, like have no basketball IQ. Well, they've just been and they're they, so gifted, and, and they then just, they just are. Just, but they're just so, and you're you're just you know envious in a positive way you're like man look at this can you imagine if i had guy can jump out the gym and kobe had the athleticism but he made himself and so like i i've told you know kids that i've coached like he literally was a guy that was lifting at four in the morning he was getting his jumpers up he was watching film he was a self-made player he he will after game player so it was weird like that reminds me after a game he was watching film and I'm like, what are you watching? And he was watching the play, like back to back plays where he said, if I just threw this pass over my shoulder, he would have gotten it. Like, that's the type of mindset he's thinking Uh, all like things that you're not normal. Like you wouldn't think about making that pass, but he's looking at it. Like if I threw this behind my head, like over my shoulder, and get it to so and so, he could get finished that to a layup or something like that. And he's always constantly reviewing and going over what and and thinking about things that are, for most people, unrealistic. But in his mind, everything he, is possible. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Like you tell him, hey, I'm look for the blob. He'll say how high. Just throw it up high as, as high as you want, man. He'll go. I'll Seen go. the world differently. Oh yeah. man, he feels like he's invincible. Best friend teammate in the in the league. Uh, probably uh, when I was in LA, Luke Walton was really good to me. His family, oh, okay. cool dude. Um, you know, so then multiple teammates that you still keep in touch with every once in a while. Um, but yeah, Luke Walton was just he always just made you feel comfortable. But that whole Lakers team, we had great chemistry. That was part of the reason that they were successful. Is Every guy was, you know, pretty much on the same page. There was no, um, you know, clashing of uh, personalities or anything like that. Everybody can kind of be themselves. And that's what I think Phil Jackson does a great job of more managing, of just allowing guys to be them, you know. Because as a pro, you understand the pressure. You understand what's at stake if you're, you know, on that team at that time. And, you know, it's towards Kobe's end of his career. And so – 
to add pressure as a coach would be mind-boggling. And I, you see it sometimes in sports and how they conduct with the media and stuff and how they handle guys. Like, he just allowed guys to be themselves, and it just was an open atmosphere, you know. Now, it's, you, it's hard to find in pros is basically what I'm saying. Like, you don't get that very much. You opened up a floodgate here, and I have to ask you because you brought it up. There's two types of people in this world. Are you a Bill Walton guy or not a Bill Walton guy in uh, basketball games? Obviously, you have a relationship with him. Yeah, um, you know, I'm going to plead the fifth because I don't, <laughs> I don't watch the games. I'm always yeah, I guess that's that true. Yeah, that looks so cool. I, I have, you know, I have the that's right a, to not incriminate myself. Oh. <laughs> oh. McNeese and Wheeler attorneys, thank you so much exactly. for having us. There's a spot yes. there. He's pleading the fifth. Uh, your top five <laughs> Zags. Okay, uh, we're gonna just all time. All time, yeah, one through five. Does it have to be but by position? Well, here's the thing: you buy position. Uh, see, that's stupid. Then, because then, what if you have guys that are the same? You know, like it's just you should just do all time. F- Let's five. do your all time five. But here's my thing: John Stockton doesn't count. Okay. Because he's outside of the current era. Yeah. And obviously, he's all famer. Yeah, yeah. It's an auto. It's an auto answer. Yeah. yeah. It's a different stratosphere. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so number one for me, and through the era from when I was done playing into now, is easily Domus Sabonis. And I was lucky enough that year that I came back and finished school, I did a grad system for two years just to be around. I, I, I maybe said like three things basketball wise to him, you know, cause he did, he's that good of a player that mm-hmm. he didn't need any guidance at mm-hmm. all. It's like, don't go over anybody's back was like the only thing you'd have to tell him, you know, he was the hardest worker. I think, I think I've seen at a college kid and he was just such a motherfucker. Like when it come to playing, like he just kicked the shit out of people. And so I, he's number one for me, no question. Number two, Roni Turioff. Uh, I think him bringing in the international, he was the first guy besides, right. you know, like yeah. if we're going way back, like Axel Dench, like, you know, hardcore Zag fans would, would put that on me. So, you know, besides that, Roni's like the first high talent guy then too, besides Dan, I guess you could say. But so Roni was kind of the first, and that's an NBA guy, right? When you, look, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. right. That's an NBA right. player. Okay. So I think what he did with that, um, just being a, um, you know, first foreigner and taking a flyer basically was amazing because he was on those France teams with like Tony Parker. Um, who else was Boris in that area? Boris Dio. Like those U19, like they started like, he was a highly touted player, mm-hmm. and he just goes to Gonzaga out of right. nowhere. Just Tommy. He, likes ty- well, he likes Tommy. So yeah. he started a lot of that. Um, let's see. This one's tough. I, you know, I'm going to be compl- – this is complete bias, but um, I've always had Derek Ravio as my point guard every single time. I told you. Rob has Derek Ravio as a starter. And, and a lot of times people don't understand how good Derek is unless you, like, played with you him. You have to see him play, Or play, play with him in pickup or something. Like, he has ridiculous this, handles. He could mm-hmm. shoot. This era is – would be ideal for him. I know because the floor space and the point guard shoot threes the, whenever you wanted. Ideal. He yeah. he would he would be. I think he had people would looking at him for an NBA team. Absolutely. From if he was playing in this era, because he it, no one could steal the ball from him. His his handles were all right. his his uh-huh. handles are stupid. Yeah, like, his handles are like some and one 
but I feel like he just kind of had to taper it down. And uh, you played with him, yeah. so you. It seemed like when he was here, he had to like restrain himself, yeah. from getting out of control. He was Derek was so good ball handling. He would do like, like he'd catch and just put it between his legs real quick, and then swing the ball. You know, so like it didn't make <laughs> sense, but it was never late. Yeah, right. So, but like Fuey and yeah. Billy fucking hated, <laughs> fucking hated that. So like he had to like Rob was right. Had yeah. to like. He had to like contain to, himself yeah, contain because it. he, I mean, he would put, if they would let him, and I'm, they would let him get down, he would probably, be, like Pete Maravich type. He had a stretch my sophomore year, our sophomore year, he, we beat UW at home, he had like 26 or 24 against Nate Robinson and Trey Simmons, uh-huh. and then we played Jarrett Jack, who might be still yeah. in the NBA, Georgia yeah. Tech, and he yeah. had 24, so like... Derek could play. A lot of those guys on the team, obviously, their shine got taken away from me, you know, because of me. So um, he definitely is in my top five, always has been. And I know it's complete biased. but Nah, because I told him that one of our first episodes. I said, he's just – people don't realize how good Derek shoot was. the fuck out of oh, it. Oh, can shoot from deep. He too. finally – they finally opened up and let him shoot like six threes a game. And we always, I always thought it should have been 10. And he was that good, like, because it looks bad on the stat sheet, but like, that's a layup for that type of, not a layup, but it's a higher percentage shot. But nowadays, they would tell you, they'd be like, Trey Young, Trey Young. They'd be like, fuck it, shoot it, man. And (laughs) it would have been fine. So I think you're exactly right. Like, not that Derek isn't great or wasn't great, but like in this era where it's less physicality, you couldn't touch him. He was nice, like for real. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting you put him on there. You got three. I got three. Um, these ones are tough because you go down the line. Uh, Kelly. I was going to say. Kelly's okay. got to go on there because Kelly set the standard for how to redshirt, I guess. The ultimate redshirt success story. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I played with Kelly – before that and then I played with him during that summer that he had that after that redshirt year and it was I mean he was literally night and day of a player so um I've always respected him for that and and I I think people don't realize with Kelly is he he kind of did it his own way in the sense of um they he was like six five when they were recruiting him then he became six seven then 611 but he still had guard like skills to the point where like like he could do all the things he was doing that breakout year and i think he just stuck to his guns where they really and nothing coaches all they wanted him to do is just run and post up yeah and he needed that in his game but it really helped his game by sticking to his guns and playing to how he's comfortable because it showed because he wanted to be out there and handle the ball and be able to bring the ball up and that's really one of the biggest things for him that was a breakout he stuck to his guns to the end coach few let him stick to those guns and he he really it helped him i felt man five five um i usually I'm biased again because I, you know, I've talked about mostly guys that I've played with and I wasn't supposed to, you know, I, I'm trying to go complete era. Yeah. But I played with J.P. Batista. That 
and and he's he's that's a horse man he is and he was 19 and 10 my last year um and the year before i think he was like 12 and 8 off the bench when he didn't play as much so jp was always just you know one of the strongest guys i've ever played with at any level no question fundamentally sound fundamental he shot um, the bank Shoot that, that turnaround bank shot. Uh, they had a face up and was he going to jump out jumpy? But he yep. still was going to out rebound you. He would he would just murder guys on screens just by standing there. So I loved come you know just coming coming right off, off his and, screen coming off his screen. His weight. He was the only guy when I was there because now it's a little bit different. But we used to have to go to weights all together. Mm-hmm. You know, no every shut up, shut the fuck up. I don't encourage schedule. Just get your ass in the weight room. Right. And he it's was, different now. Well, like I, I, schedule, yeah, well, it's the, different it, it, classes, and the training's different. Like yeah. we just kind of went in. It, we we knew what we we're doing, but it's more precise now. Like yeah. we were going in there just pump iron. Okay. And he, they, he was the only guy they let him lift by himself. And I went and watched, like, or was interchanging one time when he was lifting, and he literally has was using like the one twenties on the. Incline, you know what I mean? This yeah. is a basketball player. No, he's fucking cleaning like four, whatever. Like arms, it was insane, arms man. Are massive, mm-hmm. just just a just a mountain of. Hit him and Earl got in a scuffle one time, and Earl pushed him and like kind of scraped him a little bit, like it slipped and hit his yeah. face. And JP is Brazilian and did it like a like a <laughs> jiu-jitsu kick and kicked Earl like right in the side of the leg and he like dropped him like. And Earl's done for the rest of the season. Yeah, and Earl, Earl 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 can't, <laughs> Earl can't afford. But it, it was like this guy's. I mean, you know, like two sixty solid, two seventy whatever, and you can mix in some jitsu. Like, I don't have a chance, man. Good luck. I think he went back to his France team. Interesting, you went four bigs. Yeah, well, I mean, the guard stuff. Uh, top ten for all time is is more. You know, I guess applicable because I mean, you, Jeremy Pargo is obviously fantastic. I played with him for one year. Kevin Pangos was fantastic. Uh, um, you know, and then we got Rui and BC. You know, all guys that uh, kind would, of do their well, own. Well, Pargo's a perfect example. I think Pargo was the first like guy, the inner city guy yeah. that we we brought in, yeah. and and it was kind of all right. This is a change of. The program in the sense of like he broke that barrier in that sense of like okay we got a little bit of flavor onto our like our roster that's what I felt yeah absolutely you know, he took a kind of a flyer himself and um, you know really changed I think how Coach Few would view certain types of point guards as for well because sure. he was more athletic he really couldn't shoot when he first got no, here but he could he could get he, to he the lane get to the paint every single time and if you play you've played with him now yeah. like he's gotten so much better like and I'm always just like in my head I'm like <laughs> fuck you could have figured out a throw you know but like he, he can read screen and rolls and yeah. shit now in yeah. the right way yeah. you know no, obviously he's, he's still unbelievable. he's still playing and so. he's had such a great career yeah, yeah. So people he's played don't... for high level European teams yeah and really he's played in the NBA. He took a pay cut just to go back to the NBA. Yeah. People don't realize he took a pay cut to go to the NBA. And so he he had he has so much talent and so much game. Adam, thanks so much for your time, man. No problem, man. Any uh, you, any uh, closing words? Some wisdom for us uh, about what? I mean, you got to give me a prompt like what the mm, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what is at this point <clears throat> What is a successful year for Gonzaga basketball? Final Four, making a uh, making it to the third weekend what, this year. You know what I mean? What would you call that success? Well, so here we. Got, this is a long-winded answer. Then um, 
now, if we're talking just the start of the season, what are we, 11 games in, 12 games in, something 12, like that, 12, 12 yeah, games in, like would you have thought this team, and this is nothing against them, would have beaten the three top Pac-12 teams? Absolutely not. No. And, and, no. And, yeah, either would I. And that's just the honest answer. doesn't mean I didn't think, but there was so much lost, a lot of NBA players going on. So the start of the year, I would have said, if we get to the round of 16, um, and then run into a buzzsaw like a really powerhouse yeah. team, then I would have been like, that's terrific. Hands in the air, that's, yeah. But now, I mean, our kids are playing fantastic. You know, jo- Joel's playing fantastic. Joel's on draft boards. I know, and he's, he's really improved himself. And, you know, I've said it on our broadcast, you know, you always love kids that look at themselves in the mirror as a player and change their game, and it, then it becomes reality for him, and it's happening for him, so... Um, and then Corey's playing fantastic. I like her, you know, her bigs inside. And um, so Final Four would be the goal. But I don't know. It's kind of like an asterisk because I feel like this team is kind of playing above their capability, and that's not a, a knock on them. Mm-hmm. But they, I mean, they had so many new fresh faces. Mm-hmm. They got two grad transfers. That, you know, it's just like – Kind of out of nowhere, but they're they're accepting coaching. They're playing the right way. The only thing I have a fear about this team, and you probably can attest, is if they hit the freshman wall. Yeah, that could happen. Um, Just because there's so many of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's just so many guys who are young on this team. that, uh, And with the two grad transfers – they don't have the same zag like they don't know the whole zag mm-hmm. like, how to be here for well them. i think you know obviously fueling the staff is gonna no they're gonna you know that, they're not that. gonna let that happen yeah um but i just think you know there's obviously some weaknesses every team has weaknesses our free throw shooting has been it's atrocious horrendous. and horrendous. it hasn't come to bite us yet which is uh, thankfully but you know you, if you're thinking long term, <laughs> basketball gods, you'd want to get that one out of the way if it's going to bite yeah. you. You know, but uh, against Oregon, they went 16 to 20. So I guess you know there's been times that they have. But um, I think you know guard play kind of dictates how far you go. Sure. So if our guards are still playing like they are, I think it's it could be a Final Four team. I really, I truly believe that because you know they're playing the right way and they play the right style and. You got to get hot at the right time as well. Final four team early April, and then uh, I'll look at my schedule because I, then I'm clear mid April to come on your boat. Does that work out? Is that a good time? We'll talk. T- it's like 50 degrees still in April. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, good think, time. I'll get him out, man. Do you, do you <laughs> think Jax is worthy to oh, go? Oh, Jack is definitely worthy. He likes to party. I'll pop on there. Oh, I've I've partied with him, but. <laughs> He's a, he seems like a country type. You know? Definitely a country uh, no. type. Straw hat, sunglasses. I can yeah. see that bare yeah, yeah, yeah. feet yeah, yeah. walking around. Sunburn like you wouldn't believe. That, did you guys use – are you from the Bay Area? Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. where you're from? So where does the country – where does that come from? <laughs> you know what's from? funny, Adam? I, I was never into country music growing up because it was, like, fashionable to not like country music where uh, I'm that's, from. That's how it was in my household. Too. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so Then I came up here for four years, and I fell in love with it. Yeah, now I'm a country guy. Okay, like for a long time in the Bay Area, there wasn't even a country station. Oh, I'm sure. That's now, why I asked. Now yeah. there's like a now there's a pop country station because pop country's kind of taken over in the yeah. last ten years or so. so yeah, just, again, I don't like hate it, hate it. It's no. just not. It's not my. It's not the first thing you're going to put yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. But Adam, we appreciate it. Thanks, man. guys. It was fun. Good times. <sighs>
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.